Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Kitty, tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Uh, uh, I am the interactive media designer that comes from Taiwan. And most of my design, I use uh, digital installation in the exhibition and the trade shows. Oh, interesting. So how did you get into the fashion scene originally? Cool. So did you go to school for fashion? Did you always have like an eye for fashion growing up? What kind of got you into the, the realm of fashion originally? Mm, some of my designer, friend, uh, designer friends come from the fashion. Uh, they are the fashion designer. But mm. my major background is uh, the architect. So I, I used to, to create the environment or stage. For the fashion design. Oh, cool. And for my friends. Sometimes it depends on what they need. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, people always ask me kind of how I got into, like, the, the fashion scene, if you will. Well, people always say to me, like, oh, you should know everything about fashion because you have a podcast on fashion. I'm like, no. I just know a little bit enough to be dangerous. And then I interview people who are way smarter than I am. <laughs> But I think I like I just got interested in it because growing up all the time I would just shop at the same store at Kohl's and then I would just get like whatever's on discount or whatever my brother wasn't wearing. <laughs> so I, I didn't have that many, many options 
And then all the cool kids, like, growing up always wore, like, Abercrombie um, and Fitch, American Eagle, and stuff like that. And I never wanted to wear the same outfits as, like, other people, so I just kind of tried to choose things that were kind of my own personal style. Yeah, and then as I got older, I just kind of played around with different things, kind of what represented me. But I always kind of confided to the norm, like, I didn't want to stand out too much because I didn't want to draw too much attention to myself because I couldn't, like, actually handle it. Like, um, like let's say you're wearing, like, a cowboy hat to a party. You're going to get attention, but, like, I didn't know how to, like, handle it. If you're like, oh, cool cowboy hat, I'm like, yes. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's super relevant. I think about it all the time. Uh, just kind of people that know how to choose. I'm like more and more aware of it now than I was before. But I think it's kind of what really drove my interest. Is so let's say someone buys like a hundred dollar button up shirt, um, some like nice designer jeans, a good belt, and has a butt has like a two hundred dollar jacket and like cool shoes. But they're all like just kind of mishmash like nothing really flows well together it's just all different like patterns and cuts and whatever it's like okay good job you like chose cool things that are fashionable but i can't like look at you right now because it just like hurts my eyes <laughs> you know like I, for me i'd rather just have like the, the like i literally just saw a picture today of a guy that like runs like a, he's in the fashion scene here in chicago and it was literally that he had a cool shirt on like a cool tie a nice like pattern jacket and then, like, he had different color. Every, every part of him was just so different and awkward. Like, I didn't even, like, know where to look. It was just, like, it wasn't an easy flow, like, just kind of mesh of it. It was just, like, okay, this, I, like, work in fashion. This is what I wear. And for me, so it was just more intrigue, like, why people wouldn't make certain decisions and, and whatnot. And then what it kind of represents about people. But that's the thing, too. People's fashion senses can change. I mean, today, for work, I was pretty much, like, monochromatic. I wore black shoes with black like hybrid uh, slack jeans and like a black shirt with white polka dot right and the black undershirt and then when uh, I went to watch the the bowl game I changed it to my badger hoodie from Camp Alpaca but it was just like you know what it was pretty simple but like I felt good and it, it was fine and it needed to attract a ton of attention but so exactly exactly it doesn't need to be like over the top yeah so, uh, you are a part of DigiPuppet. Walk us through what that is. Oh, sure. Tell us more about... Oh, sure. Tell us more about DigiPuppet.
final stage is a new experimental of the Chinese traditional hip hop. In, I do that in 2006, so it's a long time ago, but it's my first uh, project in, in the museum. It's a very formal one. Oh, cool. So how does that kind of play? Like, how is that a different take on uh, kind of... Uh, how is that different than normal, yeah? So, yeah, the, the, the real the, uh, traditional uh, Chinese puppet, they just use the hand to perform on the stage. Uh, but so I try to install the, some uh, digital sensor in the puppet. Oh. Like when the puppet master uh, waving the hand uh, to manipulate the puppet, the virtual one on the screen, they will do the same thing mm -hmm. and uh, starting to tell the story to the audience. Oh, cool. So that's, that's really fun, actually. So it's a little bit different take on the, the normal kind of situation where the audience was seeing. <laughs> cool. And so, how does the, the, your work with uh, Vogue in Taiwan kind of tie into that with the uh, the future runway show? How, how did that all come about? Oh, uh, because Vogue has a fashion night out event every year. So the fashion night out called the FFO <laughs> event all over the world. And uh, every region branch company hosts a fashion show and uh, invites the ce celebrities to join their FFO event. Therefore, I joined the Vogue exhibition in FFO 2014. <coughs> and then this time, the topic is uh, fashion's past, now, and the future. They set this. So based on the main idea, what is the past, now, and the future for the fashion? Okay. So the, the, that is the big challenge for us. So And the, this exhibition has the three main area. So my mission for book is to uh, present future area. <laughs> so, so I start redefining. Uh, what is the fashion, a uh, future fashions? Okay. Uh, my concept is everyone can be fashion designer in the future, mm. not only professional fashion designers. So through the computational technology. So uh, therefore the visitor, visitors can join the patent on the color paper. <coughs> then visitor put the paper on the scanner. Few minutes later the model the model on the big project
Yeah, I, I saw the video. That's really cool. Yeah, so there's the way we. Yeah, I saw the, the video on your, uh, <laughs> I saw the video on, the, on on your website, it seemed really cool. So like you and I walk in, and then you stand behind a computer, and then you project onto me a cool like new outfit that you design with different patterns and, and stuff like that, right? Is that pretty much the gist of what you're, you're saying, kind of yeah. the experience would be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> So then in uh, 2017, you had a chance to work with Vogue again on the fashion editor. Tell us more about that. Oh, for the fashion editors. <laughs> so in 2017, Vogue Taiwan, they cel celebrate their 20 years birthday in FNO event, so in Taiwan. So the, the FNO is exhibition topic. Oh, of course. I love that movie. It's so good with Meryl Streep. <laughs>
Awesome, that seems like a, a pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> so what did you learn from all these experiences working with Vogue? digital project and including the on-site installation in one month. No, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's uh, quite an accomplishment. <laughs> So yeah, I, I know from experience like putting together fashion events are a lot of work. I've actually had a few meetings here in Chicago, some mastermind like brunches and dinners, get togethers, discussing with people putting together some events. So I know it's definitely a lot of work, a lot of man hours, um, if you will. But uh, what did you learn from like putting together an event? Like, do you have any recommendations on how to put together a successful event, like especially in that sort of time frame of one month? sense I mean people have to be dedicated yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, rumor has it you are planning on working with Vogue yet again here in 2019 what are you expecting to do with them again this time around Mm -hmm. from the front of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> a 
That seems really cool. It's, uh, <laughs> so it's more like uh, AR and VR type of work this time around, like augmented reality. Cool. Cool. So obviously a, a broad question, but uh, just touching base in the, the fashion world as much as you have, where do you see the future of fashion? Like interactive, different mediums, AR, VR focused, where do you th see things kind of going now that you've had a chance to dip your toe into the world of fashion? I think the, the the mix between like AR, VR, and kind of interactive media is so cool. I went to a, a really cool magic show this past Sunday. Uh, it was Jamie Allen's called I Magician, and he did like all these updated tricks on like uh, Harry Houdini and a few other famous magicians back in the day. But the opening scene was so awesome. So it's just a dark stage, and then they have a bunch of lasers that come across this, the the stage. But he stands there and it, he like reaches out and grabs a laser like it's a, a sword or something and starts swinging it, but the laser moves with his hand. It was so cool. Like, obviously he's not holding the laser, but the way his hands moved and the way he threw it across the room and it would reattach to the different, well, it was so cool, like just the interactive media of that aspect. It's so cool. I've, I've yet to see anything of that nature, like in fashion here in Chicago. It's still very runway focused look at my designs on my clothing piece. Um, some I've seen have like electronics built in, but it's it definitely hasn't made the jump to like the interactive media whatsoever outside of like on the screen, which is like not where the eye is caught when people are walking down the stage and whatnot. But um, kind, of, kind of given that, right? Like, uh, so obviously you've been traveling the world. Um, what are some of your general insights on the different fashion trends and styles across the globe that have you had a chance to experience? Think about every day, like 
this is what I want to wear for whatever. It's just kind of second nature in my closet is like this is me, this goes well with together. It's not like I need to think super hard about does this match, does this go together, does this me or whatnot. But just kind of knowing my trend, my style, whatever, and just everything kind of is indicative of that opposed to uh, one day I'm kind of this, one day I'm kind of that, kind of how does it fit? Like it's it, he's been more more fluid. So that makes total sense about the the Italians. I don't make total sense to me, yeah. Yeah, it is. They are. <laughs> different fashion senses and different uh, kind of what's acceptable and not acceptable. Like, just just generally, in the male realm of fashion, right? Like, if you wear a tight suit, it's considered European cut, <laughs> right? Or, or just think, think, things of that nature, too. And, yeah, or cause I remember watching Shark Tank there was um, someone that was pitching to the Sharks, right, that was selling uh, African uh, kind of cultural attire, right? And it is, and like, one of the questions came up is, like, can people of non-African descent wear this? But I think the world is getting to the point where it's going to be better where people can kind of wear whatever they want and not be judged for it. Like, for instance... My, I, I went to, I, I wasn't a part of the wedding, I was the plus one of the wedding, because like my girlfriend at the time was in the wedding, uh, where it was her sister getting married, but uh, it was a white uh, bride and an Indian groom, and so like, if I was in the wedding, I, I, I said something about this day, because I wasn't in the wedding, but it's like, do I wear a suit, or do I wear like an Indian kind of designed, you know, formal gown, like everyone else was wearing, yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, I, I, the fact that I have to think about that is that I definitely should be wearing an Indian formal gown because that's what the rest of the wedding party is wearing. But for me, it's just like, it's just a, I think it's such a jump for the world to make that kind of situation. But we're, we're getting there. So it's just, it's cool just to see different parts of the world and, and jealous you've traveled so much and had a chance to experience it. But um, yeah, well, definitely glad you had a chance to come on the show. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with, with about... Uh, Vogue or what to expect from you coming in the future? I think the old thing I already shared. Oh, yeah, great. Awesome. Well, Kitty, thanks for the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, JP. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. (laughs) 
At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Thank you.